don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. Sensuality is not just for the bedroom. Every room in your house, even your office, your storefront, it should appeal to the senses. It should evoke a response on many levels, from sounds to smells to, of course, visuals. You really want your home, your office to appeal to people on many different levels. And of course, the most important person it should appeal to is you. And that's why we're talking about romancing your space. This is part two on big design, small budget. I'm Betsy Helmuth, and let's get talking. I'm feeling like Delilah with these past two episodes, and that's okay. I'm all about love. Spring is the time for chirping birds, procreating bunnies, and sensual spaces. So let's talk about it today. Let's kick it off with a question from Beverly L. about grand pianos. What could be more romantic, Beverly? She's asking, what kind of rug can mute the sound of a piano best? And where should the piano be in relationship to the living room and dining room areas? First things first, we need to know where the sound is coming from with a piano. And of course, it's not coming from the bottom of the piano. It's coming from the lid, sort of. And I do not know the technical terms. Let's be real about that. But this is not the first grand piano question I've dealt with. Not on the podcast, but in life. So it's coming from the opening of the piano. And that's where you want to start to muffle the sound. Is not with the floors, but with the walls. So you might want to think about getting a fabric screen that you put on the side of the opening of the piano. That way it dampens it just a little bit. You also want to look at your walls and make sure you have things on there that can absorb the sound. I would highly recommend investing in some drapes. And of course, the investment does not have to be that high. My favorite place for drapes, JCPenney, Overstock.com, and Sears. Who would have guessed that Sears has amazing soundproof drapes? Love it. So look when you're shopping for noise blocking, noise canceling drapes. They have an extra liner that will really help in terms of Beverly if you're living in an apartment building and worried about complaints. So now that we've gotten you all draped up and potentially even a screen, and let me just tell you quickly my favorite place for a screen, worldmarket.com. They have amazing fabric screens that are affordable and cute. I also like Hay Needle for a nice screen. You also want to think about art on your walls because bare walls will bounce back more sound whereas if you have some artwork, even a tapestry on the wall, it will help absorb the sound just like those drapes. So make sure you're well decorated so that way the sound isn't just bouncing around and creating even more sound. Now, all that being said, it would be nice to have a rug because that will also help muffle the sound, even if it's not the primary place where the sound is emanating from. So I highly recommend getting a rug and typically under a grand piano, I go for a circular rug because it really fits the shape of the piano nicely. You want to make sure to get one that's big enough so that when you pull out your stool, you're not going to be half on, half off. And I do want all the legs. I want the complete footprint of the piano to be nicely on that rug. The other thing that I would do to muffle sound is look for a rug with a higher pile. Higher pile meaning a pile that's 
squishier, a texture that's thicker. I like 0.5 inches, a half an inch, or thicker. That is considered a high pile rug that will help best muffle that sound. I would also use with that rug a rug pad. As you know from the previous episode, my favorite rug pads are the felt kind from overstock.com. You can get them at a steal, and that would be my recommendation. The other question you had for me was about where it should be placed. And I really think the main place it should be placed is wherever it's going to get the most use. So who's playing this piano? Where do they like to play? That's what I would ask. I would also look at your surroundings and see where you have room because a grand piano needs some space. Hello. And finally, you want to consider the temperature of the room. Pianos don't like to be too hot or too cold because it messes with their tuning. So don't put one next to a radiator. Don't put one next to an air conditioning unit. And with all those variables, temperature issues, size issues, where the person actually likes to play, I think it will become clear. I think you will have very few options as to where to put this grand piano. So I hope that helped, Beverly. Thanks for writing in. Now we have a question about sensuality. From Shaney. You'll remember her from last week. She had lots of questions, and there's more coming at us this week. And guys, if you have questions, send them in. Just like Shaney, you could have a couple of episodes devoted to your issues if you have enough. But I love answering these questions, so keep them coming. And Shaney, tell us more. What's going on? Hi, Betsy. Shaney again with Appetite for Seduction. Um, We teach couples romantic cooking classes downtown in Manhattan. And, um, you know, I'm calling you because you do home interiors. And where we do our classes, it is actually a home interior. But I need like a little help with sort of um, fixing things up. Uh, One question I have for you is this is sort of like where your home meets your business. And I really wanted to create like a little, I don't want to call it like a photo booth, but, but kind of that idea. Now we have a large dining area. I mean, it's not large, you know, it's just, it's New York large, right? So there's a dining area and at the, I'm trying to figure out somewhere, I'll send some pictures, but I want to create an area where we have an iPad that takes pictures that, um, of the couples or the group or whatever that come there that we can then, um, they can upload and send to themselves via Facebook. And of course, spread the word about the appetite for seduction, romantic cooking classes and bachelorette parties. So, um, I just wanted a little idea. If you have any ideas, like how would you set that up? Like, would you, you know, like, like, do you think I should use washi tape and and make a background or, um, add props? Like, I don't know if you've ever done anything like that before, but I don't want it to look like some kind of weird thing in the middle of the dining room. I kind of want it to work. Um, and I don't know if that's the place or behind our door. If you have any ideas, it's, it's sort of like branding meets home decor. How do you like that? That would be amazing for some ideas. Thanks. 
oh my gosh, I love the idea of a photo booth for your business. I think that would be such a fun way to get people engaged because all these different couples are just meeting each other for the first time. So I think it's a fun way to be silly together. But the other thing I think is genius about it is then they can go back and really put it into their social media so they can tag each other they can put them up which is just an extension of your brand and advertising so i love this idea after knowing your space and seeing some pictures and being in this space because full disclosure i have taken several of your classes and they are so much fun i went for a birthday party and a bachelorette party and oh my goodness I can't wait to go again. So appetite for seduction classes are not to be missed. But um, here's my idea for you. I really think that as a business, it's all about branding. It's all about the brand. And you're very clear on your brand, what with your color scheme and your mission to make cooking sensual and fun for couples. I would recommend on one of those beige-ish walls that you get a big wall decal or vinyl lettering that's in your logo. And I would put that in the back because your logo is so cute and sensual and really reinforces your brand, but it's also playful and fun to look at. We will put it on our website under the show notes page at bigdesignsmallbudget.com. But I would recommend putting that in the background. It's so affordable. I just got a couple signs made at buildassign.com. So cheap. And I used coupon codes to get it even cheaper. Hello. So you have that going on and then you definitely have props. Now you had mentioned that you have different theme nights like Italian night or Mexican night or French night. I think it would be so fun to have props that relate to that night's theme. For instance, you know, a sombrero for Mexican night, a beret for French night, mustaches for Italian night. So I think you could really use it to play up the themes, to get people involved. And so I'm highly recommending that you do use props and maybe have them displayed on a really nice tray or in a way that could also be multi-purpose for when you're serving people food on another event. Uh, I would recommend not putting it behind the door because that's pretty uncomfortable. And like I said, I do think the vinyl lettering on one of the open walls could not only be a great opportunity to reinforce your brand, but also to have people in front of there. Uh, at my book launch party, I went to 4over4.com and I had a really affordable step and repeat banner made that came on its own stand. And then it really looks like kind of a red carpet event and it only was three feet wide. So that way two people fit inside it comfortably when they're posing in front of it. But then also it didn't take up a huge amount of space at the venue. Um, but anyway, like I said, not behind the door because that feels like bad feng shui. If people come in late, you know, they're going to hit the people who are dressing up and you shouldn't put anything behind your door. Again, bad feng shui feels uncomfortable and anything that stops you from fully opening your door without it being obstructed in any way means that bounty prosperity cannot enter your space which of course we don't want in a home but we certainly don't want in a business let's move on to your next question Hi, Betsy. We currently have an apartment in downtown Manhattan where we teach our classes out of. And although we are really good at connecting couples with one another to have a romantic time, I am facing a bit of a conundrum with my own partner in our design um, likes and dislikes. So 
in our apartment, we have a back wall, which has a big window on it. And currently that's sort of the place where we keep the phone that has our music. Now, my husband has decorated it with some random plants and empty bottles of tequila. I personally don't want to get into a fight with him, but I'm not in love with this scenario. Um, Clearly, we are all about romance and love and sexiness and like a, a little bit of fun. I mean, I would love my apartment to have a giant disco ball if it wouldn't bump people's head. So this is sort of the vibe we want in this space. Um, and I don't want to crush my husband's feelings or anything, but I do want that spot to look as professional as we are. And if you could please help with some suggestions to sort of bring the two, like the yin and the yang into this little nook corner, I would love it. And hopefully my husband will love it as well. So some advice is needed. Thanks, darling. I am constantly mediating between couples. For you guys, it's tequila and disco balls. For other clients, it's he likes blue, she likes green. What do we do? So this is a common issue. In your case, and in most of my clients' cases, job number one, the first mission outside of what you want and outside of what he wants is what's right for the function of the space. You know, he wants a sectional, she wants a super tiny love seat with little tiny legs, but what makes sense for how you want to live there? What makes sense for how you and your husband want to work in this space? One thing that doesn't make sense is tequila bottles, because if you're not serving tequila at your cooking classes, which I don't think you are, I think you're wine exclusively, at least at the classes I went to. If there was tequila, why did you not let a girl know? Come on. Uh, No, I think you were just wine only. So the tequila bottles, totally off-brand, not what's happening at the event. They've got to go. Let's just be practical. In terms of the disco ball, I mean, unless you're having Studio 54 nights, which I think could be an awesome theme. Did they eat at Studio 54? I think it was just cocaine. So anyway, that might be a different kind of business for you, Shaney. Um, Anyway, so unless you're doing Studio 54 nights, I don't feel like that's appropriate either. I would really stay on brand, stay on theme with your different theme nights, and build your decor around that. And besides thinking about your brand and your theme, Shaney, I always want you thinking about professionalism because at the end of the day, this is a place where people are coming, they're spending money, you want them to have confidence in you and your amazing product. So ask yourself, is it on brand? Is it on the night's theme? Is it professional slash sophisticated? I think that will get you where you need to go. Let's hear your last question. Hi, Betsy. I'm hoping you can help because it's it's like a design in an apartment slash um, business idea. So here's the thing. We now current, we now have some merchandise. Um, we have some cute aprons. We have a couple t-shirts that we like, or not that we like that we're selling with like kind of fun, like, you know, cute little stuff that says, I, I like to whip my honey. So it's kind of silly and kitschy. Um, and how do I, how do I merchandise this? Like, you have to picture our space. We have an open style kitchen so everybody can work together. And then we have a, a dining area where everybody sits down. This is like a long dining area. And I mean, I can't imagine like us putting like weird mannequins like in the corner because I feel like they would like scare people. Um, 
but I don't have any clues like how to let people know that we have this like fun, cool merch. Um, and I don't know if you have some magic to come up with ideas of how we can showcase some of our new products and help us sell them without it being like creepy. Um, cause that is not sexy at all. So any advice would help. Thanks, Betsy. Merchandise display. Yeah, I think there's a lot of really interesting ways to display what you're talking about without going the mannequin route, which I also feel is a little bit creepy. Um, and ever since I've had a storefront, I've been constantly thinking about visual merchandising. We have two storefront windows that we just designed for our launch in February, and now we're redesigning for spring. And so I have a whole new challenge in terms of thinking about how to display things for retail, how to entice people to buy versus what makes people feel at home, which is what I'm used to focusing on. In your case, I really think you should look at those jersey frames from Michaels. So Michaels has jersey frames or t-shirt frames at really affordable prices. And I think it could be a great way to get some wall hangings, some artwork for your space. Like if you framed one of those aprons or framed one of the t-shirts. And Michaels always has those 40% off coupons. You can get them in their circular. You can get them in the Sunday paper. Or if you download the Michaels app, you will always have one on your phone. And so I highly recommend looking at one of those. My other thought would be to get a glass display case, which could not only add some height to the space, because right now what I'm hearing that you have in terms of decor is just a dining table, which is low, and chairs, which are low. And what you want out of great decor is you want a space that has undulation, some high things, some low things, because it's just like looking at a landscape, you know, a landscape of a suburb in Indiana is just low. Everything is at the same height and there's a reason why people don't have big panoramas in their homes of suburbs in Indiana. It's not very interesting. There's a reason why people do have a lot of panoramas of big cities in their homes because there's undulation. Some things are low, some things are high, then it goes low again and that's what we want from decor. We want that visual interest in terms of height and so I think a tall-ish glass display case could be a great way to keep things on eye level for your customers but also it's a nice way to display fabric items without allowing them to touch the items because I'm sure they're eating and cooking and their hands are quite messy and I do not want them touching the merch with sauce on their hands. So look at a couple of these display cases from Ikea. I happen to love the Fabricor and the Stockholm. The Fabricor is more affordable and I actually prefer its look for what you're thinking about doing. But the Stockholm is totally adorable, especially for home use. So check those out because I think that they could be a great way to display what you've got going on. So one other thing that I want you to think about, Chaney, and I touched on it earlier, but I've decided to make it into a segment because as I was talking about the Fabricator and the Stockholm, I was like, I want to hit this point home. And guys, this really came out of how I work for residential spaces. So it's most applicable to that, but it also really translates here. I want you to think about your two-word phrase, for your workspace, for this dining slash cooking area you've created from your former apartment. I want you to think about your two-word phrase, and as we've talked about before, the two-word phrase, the first word is a style word. So what is the style of this space? The second word is how you want people to feel in the space, or how you want to feel in the space if it's your personal residence. 
I created a two-word phrase for your space, Shaney, and it is sexy sensuality. You want the style to be sexy. You want it to evoke a feeling of sexiness and romantic whatever. But you also want it to feel really sensual. You want it to excite people's senses, especially, of course, their sense of taste. So sexy sensuality. And when you are shopping, ask yourself, is this piece sexy or does it appeal to the senses? And I think that that will really help clarify when you're shopping what you should choose. So in other words, when you're at floor and you're buying those floor tiles for under your dining room table, maybe pick a pattern that's curvy, that's sensual, that's maybe a broken up damask. They have some really great overdyed Persians that have that sort of sultry feel. And when you're picking out that t-shirt frame at Michael's, you can pick one that's not a rustic wood or even a wood at all. That doesn't say sexy or sensuous to me. Maybe you go black to reinforce your brand, but inside maybe you have a hot pink background that it's on top of, or maybe the apron itself is that hot pink to evoke that sexy sensuality. For my office, for my storefront, when I was decorating it, I wanted my two words to be approachable and stylish. So stylish meaning like on trend, what people are interested in right now. While my personal style is mid-century modern, that is not what I wanted for my office. That's not what I want my office to say. I want my office to say we're contemporary, we're current, we're stylish, we're what's happening now. The items that we offer on our website in terms of our retail section and that we're selling in our storefront, I want people to think that they're on trend, that people are going to come to their home and be like, ooh, this is cool. Is this what's next? So approachability with a stylish nature. So everything that I have in terms of style is stylish on trend, but I want it to feel very approachable. I want these to be things that you feel like you could pick up, things that you feel like you don't have to handle with kid gloves, and of course, things that are under a certain price point. So be thinking about that, guys, even when you're thinking about your home. I mentioned my home quickly. My style word is mid-century because I love everything mid-century inspired. But my feeling word is family friendly. I want people to know that if they accidentally spill their wine, it's cool. That that patterned rug will be forgiving. I don't have things that are all white that aren't washable. I, you know, have floor tiles in my dining room. So if the worst should happen, I've picked a color that really goes well with my retro rug. But I've made sure that it's a family friendly, kind of comfortable environment. So when you're shopping, when you're picking things for your space, find your two-word phrase, one style word and one feeling word. Put those two together, and when you pick something up, ask yourself, is this family-friendly? Is it mid-century? If it's one or the other, or best-case scenario, both, buy the heck out of that item. And if it doesn't fit in either category, it's not right for your space. So I hope that's been helpful. And continuing this theme of romance, I wanted to share with you a couple more of my recent reviews of people's love letters that they have left on iTunes because not only do I really appreciate these rave reviews, they also help my podcast to grow and get more listeners. So if you're feeling love for my podcast, if you're feeling sensual, romantic, and so inclined to write something sweet, Head over to iTunes. Let me share a recent review from JMA Capers. 
I love this podcast. Betsy is hilarious and her tips are always quick and easy. I saved three episodes for reference and I actually re-listen whenever I need a quick refresher. If you love design or just need tips on how to decorate, you should listen. Thanks, JMA Capers. I really appreciate it. So guys, head over to iTunes if you get the chance. Spread the love on your social media. Let people know that you're listening on Facebook or Instagram. Send them our way. And I want to send a big shout out, a thank you to Catherine Heller, our amazing producer, to Aton and the Embassy, our house band, and to Affordable Interior Design, our sponsor. Now, I put out a request on Facebook for people to send me their favorite love songs because unfortunately, I was at a real loss as to what would be romantic to end this show. And as I mentioned before, I got a ton of suggestions, so many that we are creating a Spotify playlist. So head on over to Spotify and look up Affordable Interior Designs Playlist, Romancing Your Space. There are a ton of amazing songs on there. And since I came up with Sade, I've got a couple other good ones that I personally put on there as well. But my Facebook recommendations were mind-blowing and they're going to be perfect for your next date night. So Elizabeth R. wrote me on Facebook with a great recommendation from R.E.M., a song I had never heard of, but that she and her husband walked down the aisle to. So Elizabeth, I'm going to play your song for the end of Romancing Your Space Part 2. This is At My Most Beautiful by R.E.M. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next week, keep it sexy, keep it romantic, and love the space you're in.
Bye.